listen, if you dare, to this Sundown 96.6 presentation. Open your eyes and look into the darkness. Something strange is moving. Something grave and sinister. Something paranormal. Something ghostly. That sends shivers down your spine. It is children with cult class with your house, Caitlin. children in the house and it was always that one bedroom window that metal uh, that middle bedroom window and it was though she had the window open and was hollering out the windows mommy mommy just wailing welcome to chillin with cult class my name's caitlin and this is where we talk about everything spooky strange and unexplained recent than one likes to imagine when it's late at night and you're all alone. Today there is a growing interest in the supernatural and a new breed of investigators. Ed and Lorraine Warren aren't just part of that movement, they're its pioneers. For the past 31 years they have studied, researched, and investigated paranormal activity worldwide. Studies and findings have been verified and documented with the assistance of psychiatrists, doctors, priests, mediums, and the full resources of modern paranormal research. What you are about to hear is not a story. It's a documented case taken from the Warren Files. A case of a tranquil farmhouse in Rhode Island that has been the scene of strange and unusual activity for over a hundred years All previous occupants of this house were plagued with misery and suffering, where violent deaths such as murder, suicide, and drowning were the norm for everyone who challenged the house. We are now on our way to the Conjuring House in Rhode Island. This is the real-life Conjuring House um, that the movie The Conjuring is based on. It is where the Warrens did their investigations and where supposedly a lot of really scary, spooky, paranormal things happened. So we're nervous and excited, and we'll keep you guys updated. Okay, we did it. We did it. (laughs) We went to the real Conjuring house, and we have so much to tell you guys. We're going to recount the whole story in just a little bit. It was pretty awesome, actually. It was so cool. I'm so glad that we did it. Me too. It was like... Uh, the people who run it are great. It was just, it was great. But we'll talk about it in just a little bit. We'll just do our little homestead housekeeping mm-hmm. and podcast housekeeping real quick, and then we'll jump into that. Sounds great. Hey, y'all. Come on. It's time for Homestead Names. So it's been a crazy week on our homestead. 
Nick and I are always talking about, you know, the different animals and stuff we have going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and for anybody who's new to the podcast, Nick is my husband and my name is Caitlin. I do all the art at cult.class on Instagram and this is my podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't know that, I don't know how you got here, but welcome. welcome. So, <laughs> um, so this week that fox that we told you guys about from last week came back. He yes. keeps coming back. The one, I think he has, he's like out for blood for you or something. Yes. Because <laughs> he was stalking you as you guys heard in the last episode literally for like a half of an hour and then uh this week he came back twice once he was about five feet away from us i know he was on the other side of a fence just to be clear for anybody who might be worried about us he was on the other side of a fence but he um you know apparently it's the fox mating season or it's the end of it right now so boys tend to get a little crazy during those seasons anyway Mm -hmm. and then we've had the goats out so we think that he figured out that the goats are there because they're they're mini goats they're not like big you know yeah right right uh so a fox feasibly i guess could take them out oh i think so yeah and so he's noticed that we have these goats here and I think he's been trying to craft a way because there are all the sayings about foxes and how sly they are. Right. I, I guarantee he's been trying to craft a way to get into their enclosure somehow. He Absolutely. just keeps coming back to that area. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, he didn't scare off that easily whenever we noticed him when he was up about five feet away from us yeah. that, this last time. Uh, then, you know, we hung out with them and then went inside and then, what, 20 minutes later, we're sitting on the couch, and I see him running on the side of the house through, this, through the sliding glass yeah, door. Little stinker. Little stinker. Ah. So we've, we've got all the predators are coming out for spring, we think, because mm-hmm. then you almost, and not just predators, but all the animals, like there are buds on the trees now and everything, and yep. you almost stepped on a raccoon the Oh, other my gosh. Day. Yeah, I was uh, going around getting all the uh, cards from the trail cameras or whatever, and, oh, my gosh, I turned the corner, and there was a raccoon right behind a rock. I was yeah. like, what the heck? I almost stepped on the thing. He scared me. I scared him. It was a whole thing. And he ended up being pretty injured, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was injured, and uh, uh, but we, we watched him, and he took off on his own, you know, so I think he's going to be all right. Yeah. They're tough. They're, they're resilient. They're tough. Hopefully. All the animals out in the world. If they can survive, you know, negative degrees all yeah. the time and everything that comes with being outside 100% of the time, he'll, he'll be all right, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just been... It's been the woods are coming alive. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So we are minding our P's and Q's, and then we have our chickens coming. Chickens and coming. So we're really going to have to pay attention to what's going on on the property. Oh, but. yeah, because those things get attacked from things in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, hawks are huge predators mm-hmm. for those and, you know, other rats, rats, water rats, snakes. People, all these chicken people are like, oh, watch out for rats. Watch out for this. Watch out for fisher cats. Fisher cats, if you've never heard of a fisher cat, Connecticut has fisher cats. Connecticut also has bears, by mm-hmm. the way. but um, And there was a bear in our neighborhood last year. But they have fisher cats, which are basically a relative of wolverines. Mm-hmm. And they are the nastiest predator. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think that they have anything in the woods that really, aside from like maybe a bear, would Ye- attack them. Yeah, d- yeah, if even that. I don't think they have any predators. There's one. I, I For those of you who have followed this podcast and my art like for a while... Um, I know I posted about this last summer, but the first time we heard of Fisher Cat, if you ever want to hear something totally insane, YouTube it. But it sounds like a pterodactyl or something. Totally like something from Jurassic Park. Yeah. And there were it sounded like when we heard them back then, like two of them kind of going back and forth or fighting or fighting over or something. Fighting, yeah. 
totally insane sounding. And we were watching Blair Witch. I will never forget that. We were watching Blair Witch Project. With the windows open. With the windows open. And it was last spring, last summer. And we heard this, this screaming coming from our pitch black woods. <laughs> and oh my gosh. So just YouTube Fisher Cat sounds. You will not be disappointed. In other news, I've been watching on Hulu UFOs investigating the unknown. And um, my dad had recommended this show to me. And I know a few people who are fans of this show. And I actually really recommend it to you guys if you have Hulu or I think in other countries like Hulu is actually Disney or something. But anyway, it's called UFOs Investigating the Unknown. It's a new show. And they really go through like all these the government's involvement in UFOs. Um, It seems like really put together. It's really been enjoyable. Uh, I'm always skeptical of these shows like... I love the idea of like maybe, you know, life on other planets or whatever, but for sure. Um, especially when it comes to the government's involvement. I know we had a listener write us once and say, look, like military people, they might be military people, but they're just people. So, mm. you know, they're capable of lying or, you know, covering Be- things up or whatever, just yes. as much as anybody else. Mm-hmm. And that's really stuck with me. So it's a good show. I watch it with a skeptical. A brain, and but I definitely recommend it. It's one of the better UFO shows I've seen recently, so I think you guys would really enjoy it. Oh, and shout out to our listener Leslie because it's, Leslie's awesome. Love and Leslie. She, yeah, she's. Uh, I've known her for a while. She's a fellow collage artist, but she sent us a video of these baby owls. I don't know if it's been a viral video, and they found these baby owls in an attic, uh-huh. and they look like aliens like little baby aliens and it's so terrifying and i know we've talked about owls before and their connection to aliens right right but them as those small little like featherless creatures look insane they look insane they look insane with their little heads their little beaks yes their little wiry you know uh, featherless arms. Oh if my you gosh. guys just like happened, if you happened upon these owls, like you know, I would I would totally think they were like little baby aliens. But um, I'll repost the video. Thank you, Leslie, for sending it because it's it's actually cute once you realize it's owls, kind of, but also terrifying. <laughs> Thank you, Leslie. The only other thing I have to mention is that Chillin' is now part of Sundown 96.6, which is a totally paranormal haunted radio station that I'm now a part of. Uh, You can check it out at sundown966.com. It streams 24-7, all spooky stuff. We have really cool podcasts on Sundown and more that are coming. We have new music, we have old music, we have vintage commercials, we have creepy newscasts, all kinds of cool stuff. So you can check out Sundown 96.6 and listen anytime, anywhere in the world at sundown966.com. Okay, now let's jump into this extra spooky, extra exciting episode. Greetings, Earthlings, from Sundown 96.6 FM. This message is to inform you of the following. If you have ever experienced something creepy in your life, from a ghost to a UFO, please submit your story on the contact page of our website, sundown966.com. If you create scary and science fiction music, please submit your music for radio play consideration on the contact page of our website, 
sundown966.com. Thank you for listening, and thank you for participating. From all of us here at Sundown 96.6 FM, this ends message. Your UFOs in the news this week is about the military being physically affected by their encounters with UFOs. During an appearance on the Full Send podcast, Fox News' Tucker Carlson recalled a recent discussion with a Stanford professor who, 11 years ago, was allegedly tasked by the Defense Department to investigate numerous cases of troops dying due to UFO-inflicted brain injuries. Please stand by for your Paranormal News of the Week. Your Paranormal News of the Week is about a ghost that was caught on a dash cam. A creepy figure was caught on a truck driver's dash cam as they were driving late at night in Arizona, causing people to debate whether he has captured proof of the paranormal. A trucker's dash cam captured a ghostly figure standing on one of America's most dangerous roads. William Church had arrived home from driving on the notorious Route 87 in Arizona when he checked back over his footage. To his horror, he spotted a creepy figure standing at the side of the road in the dead of night. You can read more about this terrifying sighting on our blog at sundown966.com. Every week, Nick and I talk about our crazy homestead life and all our outdoor adventures. Follow our outdoor business on Instagram at Nightwalker Outdoors to see our homesteading journey, learn more about the outdoors, and pick up some really cool gear. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this week's movie club. secret. There's a darkness inside of me. It followed me here. And it's gonna keep coming for us. We share a certain history. 
this isn't like any other ghost face. What is this place? A shrine. We've got to lure him in. We execute him. Hello? Let's play a game. You know you're like the tenth guy to try this, right? It never works out for the dipshit in the mask. Maybe. But there's never been one like me, Gail. I'm something different. That's why I'm gonna shoot you in the head. You want me. So let's finish this. Guys? Last week's movie club pick was Scream 6. And we went to the theater. We went to the theater. And they, we love this theater. It's first an of awesome all. theater. We owe it, like, well, there was there was one other couple in the theater, but we usually have the theater totally to ourselves. <laughs> how, how wild is that? <laughs> On a Friday. On a Friday. Just because it's, like, in the middle of farmland, mm-hmm. this particular theater. And we have these other theaters that are, like, in more populated areas. But this is just, like... We intentionally go to this little <laughs> rinky-dink theater, and it was so fun. Oh, so fun! Yeah, it's like no, no, no frills. It's like very low-key. Uh, I think there's like two people that operate the whole place. I think there is. And remember, so last episode we talked about that they have a scream popcorn bucket. Yes. And I really wanted this Ghostface Scream popcorn bucket. And yes. they have them at Cinemarks. Well, I thought our theater was a Cinemark. <laughs> and it's not. And so we went up to this... Uh, these are the two people that run the theater who have no time for anybody. Like, we walked in and we were like, oh, we're early, blah, 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 blah. The guy was like, here's your tickets. Like that. <laughs> yeah. And then we went up to the snack girl and she was like, not having it. We were like, oh, oh. No. you know, I tried to make a conversation. I'm like, ooh, M&M's or Skittles. And she just stared at me. <laughs> and then I thought that they had had this popcorn bucket yep. so i was like hey uh weird question because i didn't see it i was like but do you have a ghost face popcorn bucket and the girl was like no she had no idea what you're talking about she had no idea she had like was not giving me anything i was so disappointed so if you got the ghost face popcorn bucket please message me because I, I know a lot of you messaged me that you went to see Scream, mm-hmm. but did anybody get the Ghostface popcorn bucket? Yeah, I wonder. Those are probably some collector's items right now. <laughs> probably nobody cares. Probably they threw it at, like the, the trash or the on the way out. Yeah. yeah, like whatever. But I care about the Ghostface popcorn bucket. So let us know, Nick. What did you think of Scream Six? <laughs> uh, I was a big fan of this one. This was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, I don't really remember the last one. I remember a few of the earlier ones in the franchise, yeah. um, but they explain it all up well. So even if you saw none of the movies, uh, you can follow it. And it was, <laughs> they just, what I really appreciate is like self awareness. And throughout this whole movie, they were just so aware kind of how hokey and like a little far fetched 
the whole Scream franchise is, and they just poked fun at it the whole time. I really, really appreciated it. Yeah. it and it made the whole experience as like a slasher flick pretty light and enjoyable for someone like me. Yeah, who's not particularly into horror slashers. Yeah. Exactly. It was, I totally agree. It was so fun. And by the way, if you, I'm gonna, we're not going to do too many spoilers because this is a brand new movie, but if you're going to see it and you don't want to hear anything about it, you can just fast forward a few minutes. But um, I'm not particularly a slasher movie person either. And uh, this, the, the, comedy element of this movie and its awareness of it being so ridiculous and that it's like the sixth movie <laughs> and there's a character in the movie I think her name's Mindy who like is the character who keeps highlighting like you know oh we're in a movie and I love it when it's like meta like that <laughs> where you're a movie within a movie sort of mm-hmm. and um like they have the stab right. movie which is scream mm-hmm, mm-hmm. within the movie so uh it just makes a lot of fun of just how ridiculous, you know, <laughs> horror movie rules. Everybody knows those. You know, how ridiculous franchises are. Right. Uh, that was probably the most fun part of yeah, that Yeah, they did that all throughout. It, it was just, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah and like the gory scenes weren't, um, or the kills weren't so graphic and like serious. It was more like, you know old school little campy yeah right you know so where you you can kind of be like okay like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's fake and um, again i'm i'm not a slasher person but if i had to pick a favorite slasher film i think this movie would be it it had all the elements you know it had it had the 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 whole classic case of like who done it it had the the legacy characters from previous uh films within the franchise and the like completely recognizable uh, face of the whole thing, which is Ghostface. Yeah. It was just, I loved it. I loved it. And all the different Ghostface masks. And I think we were, Nick and I were saying this, the cool thing about this particular slasher is that um, it's always a whodunit. It's not like Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger or anything. It's mm-hmm. it's every ep- every six movies I, or I whatever. I want to say episode two. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so many. Mm-hmm. Um it's always a new killer. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. Also, I'm a sucker for like women kicking butt and sure. the sisters end up being pretty like epic by the end of it. Yeah. Um it's yeah. it was just yeah, there was no time wasted. It wasn't mm-hmm. when we saw when we've seen some other movies and you know in the theaters, especially recently, we're like, oh my gosh, another 20 minutes, another 30 minutes. You <laughs> right. Know? Everyone's busy. Everyone's got a life to get back to. So, you know, a movie that wait, not wastes time, I don't want to say, but that doesn't keep you engaged thoroughly throughout, it's kind of frustrating. You yeah. Know? And this one, it didn't, I didn't find, find it wasting any time. You know, every, it filled every minute very well. Yes. It was very clever, like, and it was your classic horror movie. It wasn't too, like, you know, we've been throwing all these, like, cerebral kind of multiverse movies at you and stuff, which, by the way, shout out to Everything Everywhere All at Once. It won Best Picture at the Oscars. Yes. But we've been throwing all these crazy movies at you, and this movie's just straightforward, classic horror. So fun. Yeah, my only issue with this movie was that, and I know, again, it's not a very realistic movie anyway and it did make fun of itself and it is aware so that's good but is that like isn't every character that has already previously been in the other movies and um is being stalked and has you know been stabbed or somebody's tried to kill them in the past wouldn't they be carrying a gun or something (laughs) 
Like, it was so ridiculous that these people, like, the sisters, especially, like, Jenna Ortega and um, the sister Samantha, Mm -hmm. like, don't don't carry a gun or a weapon of any kind besides a taser. It's like, what? Yeah, exactly. Or just have, like, high levels of, uh, like, situational awareness all of the time. Even, like, when they first got grabbed, he was just on the stoop, like beside them whenever he called oh yeah yeah and then oh and i meant to say the opening scene is really great too just the whole like the professor and everything but um yeah it's just like when they're sitting at the kitchen table eating and laughing with their friends and ghost faces in the other room and the boyfriend (laughs) across the alleyway is like trying to shout to them Uh. it's like wow like wait they're like oh yeah yeah uh everybody should be aware because now ghost face (laughs) is gonna try to kill all of you and then they just kind of like yeah. Let it go is really odd. Yeah, n- yeah, not very realistic. It, it was not very you realistic. Don't think anyone going through that, they'd be always yeah have something to defend themselves with. Yeah, or be in like a metal box somewhere so no one could ever get to them. Yes, you know? and like hyper trained and like fighting and For stuff. Sure. Like, I At feel the very like least, it was just so silly. But I mean, if you can just like look past that and just have fun with it, then. Sure. It's it's a fun movie. And now this is where if you plan on seeing this movie and you really don't want a big spoiler, then skip ahead a minute or two. But the killers ended up being the the three, the cop and his two kids. And they had this whole weird shrine to Ghostface and it was like weird and it was like family revenge and um I didn't see it coming. Nope, me either. Yeah, we didn't see it coming. I thought it kind of would have been more interesting if it wasn't like a family revenge plot, but more like they were really into Ghostface or something and wanted Samantha to be like her dad, like to join them basically, like the totally. next Ghostface. Yeah, instead of revenge, more maybe like obsession. You yeah. Know, that would have been, that would've been like interesting. It would have been interesting. That was just like, I mean, that's just a creative critique that I had like I I think that would have been super that would have made it super weird and creepier Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I like the struggle that Samantha has with the ghost face mask and everything absolutely so that would have highlighted it even more but I mean they already did a lot yeah I feel like it rounded out pretty well but that would have been fun to see it go that way as like an alternate ending or something yeah and I think we're biased because we just watched this movie on Peacock Mm -hmm. um it's called Sick I think I think so yeah and it's a horror movie and spoiler alert if you're gonna watch that skip ahead a little but the family ends up doing this whole revenge plot yeah it was very synonymous to that yeah, so it didn't feel like, oh, wow, it's sort of more like, oh, I just saw that in another movie, yes. even though, um, but that's just a small critique. It was a really fun movie. I really enjoyed and, it. And like very girl power. Totally. A sucker for girl power. No, you love it. And that is a perfect segue into our next movie club pick. Yes. Our next movie club pick is Prey. It is on Hulu. It came out in 2022, right? 2022, yeah. And it is part of the Predator franchise. Right. So that's Prey, P-R-E-Y. Yes. Again, on Hulu. And uh, talk about girl power. (laughs) I love this movie. So Prey, that's our movie club pick for this week. And just be sure to watch it before our next new episode. Thank you all so much for listening to this show. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at chillinwithcult.class. 
And you can always follow my art on Instagram at cult.class. Thanks for listening. Okay, we're almost to the house, and now we've found out that we have to sign a waiver before entering the house. We don't know what the waiver is about, we don't know why and what it's going to say, but I guess it's for safety precautions. We have to sign a waiver before entering the Conjuring house, and there is an Annabelle doll at this house, so we'll see what happens. My wife, she saw an ad in the newspaper, and decided she would go and look at it. And while I was away, I guess I was away for about three days, and during that period, she looked at it, liked it, and put a deposit down on the house. The idea of living on 200 acres in, in, a, in a beautiful home like that was, that's, that's enough to fire you up. It's, it was beautiful. We are driving through the backwoods of Rhode Island, and right now our GPS shows the Conjuring House in the title. We are driving up to it. We're about a minute away, and these woods are very spooky. There's not much going on. There's a few rod and gun clubs and fishing spots um, and a lot of trees. That's pretty much it. In fact, I have not been contacted, and people say, um, you know, there are things going on in my home, and all this phenomenon occurred, and we would love you to come and investigate, and we realize we have to put this house on the market, we have to sell it. They don't realize that just as soon as they bring it in, that they have to let it be known mm-hmm. to at least the realtor, but they don't have to tell a buyer unless the buyer asks. You should ask, always ask. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> Our scary story for this week is The Conjuring House. Woo-wee. What our a visit. Fun time. Yes, our visit to The Conjuring House. So we went last Sunday, mm-hmm. and it was a really sunny day. I want to highlight that because I think if it had been like a cloudy, rainy day or anything, it would have had a different vibe. Totally, yeah. It, uh, the weather, I feel like, heavily affected the experience. Yeah, definitely. So we're just, to keep this as clear for you guys as possible and to keep all our details straight, we're going to run through our day just as it went. So we first went to Buffalo Wild Wings. Had to do it. Let's be clear. <laughs> you can't go to this place on an empty stomach. No, you can't, you can't go ghost hunting on an empty stomach. <laughs> and you need something that you like. So we went to Buffalo Wild Wings because like, I was so nervous. You were so nervous. I was so nervous. Yes. I brought a rosary with me. Yes, you did. It was in my pocket the mm-hmm. whole time. I was clutching it the whole day. And so at Buffalo Wild Wings, we met my family, mm-hmm. my cousin and his daughter and his wife. Mm-hmm. And his daughter brought her ghost hunting stuff. Wait, I just want to talk about all of her equipment for a moment. That was probably like top 10 coolest things I've ever seen was like the, all that stuff sitting on the table. <laughs> That was so cool. It was so cool. So we take out all this ghost hunting equipment. Mm-hmm. My cousin's uh, daughter does. And she's so cool. And she like has all the things that you would ever want to see in real life oh if you've gosh. ever watched a ghost hunting show. Exactly. 
Exactly. It just felt like the tool belt of a ghost hunter was slapped on the table and we were just like being presented everything to go catch ghosts. It was so fun because I've never seen that stuff in real life. Me either. And so we were like testing it all out. Like she had the laser grid. You oh guys gosh, might beautiful. have seen this if you've ever watched a ghost hunting show. They have a laser grid that'll go on a whole wall. It's like green lasers. And then if anything passes through it, it'll... Um, you'll see the shadow disrupt of it. it yeah. yeah, it'll disrupt it. Like we were doing that on the B Dub's walls <laughs> and stuff. Like I think the employees were like, "What is going on the here?" EMF meter. EMF meter. So she cool. had the things that if like it has any movement, touch it, it'll uh, like light, light up, up and, and make noise. noises and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So uh, we were just eating our wings, checking out the ghost hunting so stuff. Cool. We could not bring it into the house, but it was really cool just to play with it. Mm-hmm. So we eat our wings. I, I we- felt, I personally, sorry, just to touch on that for one more second, I felt like safer knowing we had it. I feel like it's like you're going to a bad part of town and you have like a weapon or something. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like a little protected We're like, we'll, we'll get you, ghost. You know? Yeah. yeah don't, don't be acting crazy because we'll find you out. That's right. You know? Yeah. I totally, I felt the same way, yeah. but I was also like terrified stuff. <laughs> so I'm terrified, and so there are all these like, this. there's all this folklore stuff around this house about yes. how like this lady Bathsheba was a witch and like living in this house, and that comes from the Conjuring movie too. So, mm-hmm. um, so like in my mind, I'm like, oh, obviously Hollywood wouldn't lie. Like that <laughs> definitely happened, you know? And that this lady... Bathsheba, the witch, like killed her child. And then when we're at Buffalo Wild Wings, my cousin goes and tells me um, that actually she killed the child with like a million little needles or something and it bled out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to this horrible place, like with very dark energy. And so I just like was not feeling You're worked up. I was worked up. Yeah. Like I was trying to be like so cool, but I was so not cool. I was like, guys, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. And so uh, there's just like a lot of creepy stuff associated with this house. Now, it turns out that most of it is not true, and we'll get to that. So we drive up, we're driving up to the house. Mm-hmm. Um, up it's to about the 20 house. minutes from Buffalo Wild Wings if anybody wants to eat before they go. Because I know a few of you messaged me that you're in the area and you're going to go. Great recommendation. Thank you. So we drive up to the house, and it was like, it was nice. It looks like your standard house on the side of a country road. And it's like on the side of the road. It's about like 25 yards back from the road. Yeah, right. Yeah. The only thing that makes it noticeable is the 45,000 no trespassing signs and that this place is under 24 hour surveillance and prosecutors are, I'm sorry, trespassers will be prosecuted. Yeah, which we were like, wait, is this where we're supposed to go? Because this doesn't <laughs> seem very, like, touristy. And then, there's and one then we little, thought we were, like, gonna get shot. Right, we there's touring. one little sign which made me know that we we're at the right place saying visitors park here. Yeah, so, again, take all these notes if you go to visit. Um, and so we we all pull in, and there's a big barn uh, first before the house, mm-hmm. and the barn supposedly has a lot of paranormal activity. Um, we walk up, we have to sign a waiver. Oh, yeah. The, which, the ladies were out front, you know, ready for everyone to sign their life away. Yes. So the family that previously owned the house, mm-hmm. who just sold it to an investment company, I think we read, um, that family now runs seemingly the tours, I guess. Right. So. 
uh, the family who did own it is still part of it. And mm-hmm. so they were out and they were having us sign the waivers. Mm-hmm. And I was like reading every word because I'm like, what the heck does this say? Does it say anything about possession or whatever? Everybody else, like my cousins and his family and everybody just signed this waiver. And I've, I've been doing business too long to just sign anything. So I stood there for like five minutes reading this. Signing your soul to the house or something? Yeah. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, yes. Yeah, is this witch going to like, you know, am I giving my possessions to this witch? Uh, I don't so, funny. so anyway, so we sign the waivers. We go into the house, and I'm totally spooked. So the exterior looks like a very old colonial New England house. Absolutely. Yeah. Very unassuming. Very un- very unassuming. And it's from the 1600s, this house. And so, like, I don't know that I've ever been in a house that's from the 1600s, like, through the house, like yeah, a tour. Yeah, every room, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe, but, I mean, you could really feel the age with this house. Mm-hmm. So, meaning like material, the the smell, you know, yeah. the low ceilings. It had, you know, the 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 vibe, if you will. Yeah, the exterior too. It's not like it had like modern, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's not like there's vinyl siding out there or anything, you know, or yeah, or, uh, gutter guards or anything like that. Yeah, it's all like old wood and like mm-hmm. all on the outside. And they've, I don't know if they've painted it, but it's very dark wood. So it's like it's it's it would be very spooky if it had been storming again. Yeah, something. definitely, definitely. So, but it was bright and sunny. So we go in, and I'm petrified. I can't tell you guys, I'm <laughs> petrified. And I just feel like I feel energies sometimes, and I think everybody does to a degree. No doubt. And there have been places that we have visited, you and me specifically, that um, I wouldn't even get out of the car. One of them was Pennhurst in Pennsylvania. I would not even get out of the car. But it why? It has such a bad energy. Yeah. There is a very bad, a lot of bad things happen at Pennhurst, so and you true. can feel it. You can't. And so... Um, and I'll get to Penhurst in a second about technology because this matters. But uh, with this place, once you got in, I didn't feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me either. Um, it was it was welcoming. It, it did, I wasn't. I haven't been scared. Um, I don't know what that is. I, I've been scared of things. I'm not like this fearless person by yeah. any means. But I didn't, I wasn't like frightened of this place at all. And walking into it, and the two late the mother and daughter who were you know doing the tour or whatever. Just so nice. They were, they were seemed, so nice. It just seemed normal. Yeah. And it just seemed like we were touring kind of an old house. Yeah. And um, it, it definitely had a weird vibe because the ceilings are very low. It's very old. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's dark. It, there's a lot of um, additions that have been put on the house. Yes, and yeah. for that reason, there's not like a lot of natural light. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's been expanded on so much right. that those walls that might have had windows are now like into other rooms exactly. and stuff so it's kind of like really low ceiling dark dark hardwood floors dark but, hardwood but it's not really floors. hardwood even. it's just old boards yeah old boards and like just like a dark vibe but more so because it was like an, it's just a really old house yeah. but so the, the family was so nice and mm-hmm. they make it welcoming and Shout out to my follower and friend, KYTV Plus. He makes awesome VHS art. But he said to me, so there's an Annabelle replica there. And so I told him, I was like, oh, it's an Annabelle replica. And the family was like really welcoming and nice. Like it wasn't bad. He was like, that sounds like the start of a totally different horror movie. (laughs) That you just like, oh, don't worry about it. It's just a fake doll. Just come on in, you know? Totally, totally. Oh, I see it now. Yeah. So like, but it was, um, so... So we're in the entryway, mm-hmm. all of us. So there's a tour the, of the, about twelve people. Yep, yep. And uh, 
she starts getting into the history of the daughter of this family. She's a ghost hunter herself. Mm-hmm. Um, she starts getting into the history of the house. Yes. And again, very nice, very like open to questions. So she's just giving us a brief history while we're standing all in the entryway. And then this like worker, quote unquote, <laughs> bangs on the front door. Yeah. While here. we're all silent and we're all terrified because we haven't been through the house yet. So oh, I'm like, yeah. okay, this room might not feel creepy. But Some like, people were on edge, you could tell. You could tell. Because they have all these like little tchotchkes and things on the walls and yes. on the mantles that look like. Um, you know, weird figurines and stuff like that. Just a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, and they have like Ouija boards everywhere. Mm-hmm. They have Raggedy Ann dolls everywhere, which is um, what Annabelle was in real life, was Raggedy Ann doll. They have a doll that looks like the haunted Robert doll just right. sitting out. They have, and then a lot of people have started leaving money everywhere in the house because that's what you do um, traditionally at like graveyards and stuff for like uh, spirits to pass. It's like something like to pass through to the afterlife or to leave, not follow you home right to like thank for this experience and yeah leaving. yeah like so safe was, departures or whatever right so there was money everywhere there was like some doll without a face at the, oh in the gosh, front that was so weird so weird so we're like standing there and then this like worker bangs on the door and we i thought it was like part of like a show I like a like totally I was like set oh up. it's starting now yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and he's like oh could i use your bathroom <laughs> we're like okay that was terrifying you know what's really interesting though he came in. I never saw him leave. I never saw him leave. There's oh, that's weird. <laughs> <gasps> there was only one entrance that we know of. Yeah. Into the house, into the bathroom, in yeah. the back. He would have had to walk through us. Yeah, because, yeah, unless we were at, like, one... I don't know how that would have worked. I literally had the thought when he knocked, too, and came into the bathroom that at the end... She was going to be like, oh, and here's the bathroom. And somebody was going to be like, oh, what about that guy who came in earlier? And she's going to be like, what guy? Oh, that would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah. oh, that so I totally perfect. thought it was a setup, but I guess this guy just went to the bathroom. I don't know. So then we move into the seance room, which is kind of the highlight of the mm-hmm. tour. Mm-hmm. And the seance room is where the Warrens did a seance um, to exercise. There was, it wasn't an exorcism like the movie. It was just a seance to communicate with the spirits in this house because the Perrin family did live there and was experiencing like paranormal activity. So the Warrens did go and investigate that house. This was the room that they held a seance in. This was the room that the mom started seemingly acting weird. Mm -hmm. Now, this is also the room where the tour guides totally debunk Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Completely. They they stuck a knife in the movie immediately. Immediately. So there was no exorcism. The mom didn't, like, there was no exorcism in the basement. There was no, like, craziness. The Bathsheba lady Mm -hmm. actually wasn't, as far as they know, a witch. She wasn't even tied to this property, as far as they know. In any means. So it's actually really sad that Hollywood dragged this lady's name totally through, like, the mud with this movie. And her real grave is up the road and it's on consecrated land it's on church land Mm -hmm. and it has been vandalized so many times because of the movie that they've actually taken down the tombstone so messed up um so there was no witch in this house right that they know of that lady didn't live there Mm -hmm. um there's one reported death on the property yes in all of its history and that was from they said it was like a a drunkard man who fell asleep and died of exposure outside. Yeah, outside. So, 
once we found that out, I was totally not terrified. Did it kind of settle you down a little yeah, bit? Yeah, because right? it was like, oh, there wasn't a witch who stabbed her kid a million times, like, <laughs> you know, with the little tiny needles, like what? Um, and after seeing the movies and everything, so that really calmed it down. They were really nice about it. They were like, well, no, we've done all this history, all this research on this house, and it does have a ton of paranormal activity, but they think that it's tied to the history of the land, to New England, yes. to... Um, other families that have lived there. Totally. I mean, it is from the 1600s. And originally built on a thousand acres. Mm -hmm. So that has so much energy that can be drawn, you know, to that's a house that's saying. erected. So um, big ties to the property. Yes, and that there's like waterways underneath of it. And um, it was part of like original, the original settlement of Rhode Island. So it seems that the, the paranormal activity is tied more to the history and that a lot of the spirits, like when they were talking, are friendly spirits. Like there wasn't anything terribly malevolent that they were talking about. Also, they think they've had mediums come in and that they think certain rooms are portals. Oh yeah, they were saying that about, about the library room in particular. The library room in particular, this room upstairs in particular that's above the library room. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you can interpret that as you will, but as far as like the conjuring the movie, this house really, I mean, these people did live there and stuff, but a lot of that is, is trumped up, made up. Yes. And so, um, anyway, so that was in the seance room. She told us that. Mm -hmm. And we we're surrounded by a million Ouija boards. She's telling <laughs> How us. about that though? There were so many Ouija oh boards. I was like, oh, I'm so uncomfortable with, with all these Ouija boards. <laughs> oh, and then, yeah, then there's a replica right to the right. So we're in that room. It's the replica of... Annabelle. Looking at the dining table with Ouija boards on either side. Yes. So it's like this completely terrifying scene if you like pan the room. Yes. So they built a um, replica of the chest like display case that mm, right. they keep Annabelle in that says don't open and then they have a replica Annabelle doll in the do not open case. Creepy. It was so creepy but then she was like oh that's not even the real Annabelle so I was like okay okay okay. My, yeah. The clutch on my rosary like loosened just a little. <laughs> That I had in my pocket that nobody saw. But so then we move into the library. Yes. And this is supposed to be where the portal, portal is. Quote unquote, right. There is a weird energy to this house. Yes. I, I will say that. I thought there was definitely a weird energy. I did not think it was like a totally bad, evil energy, unlike other places we've been. But it was definitely like an energy, I would say. And like, um, and we had a lot of people on the tour who were like really into ghost hunting, really into the paranormal. And so, you know, some people it seemed like when you looked around the room, like bought it For more sure. than others. Definitely. Um, I'm always kind of skeptical. Like you and I say this, like sh there was one room that was very dusty and very like claustrophobic oh, and yeah, dark. Oh right. And the tour guide was like, oh, a lot of people get lightheaded and up here, get headaches. And like, for me, I'm, I'm a super allergic person. So it's like, well, maybe they're just... Yeah, there's yeah. very poor ventilation. It's dark. It's, you know, 400 plus year old house. And the wall, the ceilings, I'm sorry, are like six and a half feet tall, you know? Yeah, like not even almost. It's like, yeah. We had the tallest member of the group in our party and he was like almost bending down. Yeah, he was like bent halfway yeah. over. So it's like, you know. Like you're probably feeling a little claustrophobic and like your allergies are acting up. My allergies did act up yeah. in this house afterwards. I was, I had to do my inhaler and stuff. So like, you know, so that's 
just things to keep in mind. But it did have an energy. And so we did the rest of the house. There was the library. Then we did, you know, you go upstairs. You see rooms. all you see all the bedrooms mm-hmm. of, like, the famous family from the Conjuring house. and yeah. Or from the Conjuring movie in, in the previous families. And you go through all of that. You go down to the basement, um, which was creepy. Basements are always creepy. Super creepy. Um, there's a lot of room down there, though. They, 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 they have a lot of room down there. Yeah, it's a big house. It's a big house. Um... There wasn't much of note, like, the tour guide, you know, she was referencing how they've had paranormal activity. She, again, she's a ghost hunter, so she's had, uh, one time she said she had her friends there, she knocked on a door, and someone on the other side knocked back. Right. Um, her dad was grabbed in the basement. They, uh, they took readings from, they have a well in the basement also that they, like, oh, put yeah. a meter on and went down into the well. Um, and she got readings. The history also of why there was a well in the basement was pretty interesting. Do you remember that? Yes, it's that people used to poison landowners' water sources. Yeah, there because was... once the landowner dies, it's up. It was like free to anybody who claimed exactly. it, the land. Yes, yeah. And so they would put their wells and their water source inside their house mm-hmm. so that nobody could poison Keep it. it. Protected. Those are really interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too, but. Um, yeah, a lot of like firsthand accounts. Mm-hmm. And so we go through the whole tour again, like there's sort of this camaraderie building through everybody. Cause oh, we're yeah, also still a little on edge. So like <laughs> somebody would crack a joke and you know what? Everybody's nervous and somebody cracks a joke and everybody laughs like it's the funniest fucking thing they've ever heard. <laughs> you know, it was, like, it was, it was like that where exactly. it was like, you know, we were like roaring over the most terrible jokes because we just like, yeah, couldn't deal. A little nervous or yeah. Dead. So if a lot of you have messaged me and said, like, I can't wait to know and hear about, like, your experience at this house. And really, I think I'd say that it was overall positive. But we did have some free time in the end. We did. Where they were like, okay, you can go and wander go around. Go take pictures. Yeah. Go walk around on your own. Oh, another thing is that they think there are bodies buried in the back, which would be in, like, the backyard of soldiers or something. Which, right. again, would make sense based on wars and the, the history of this mm-hmm. area but so anyway we get this free time at the end and we're all like wandering around and i'm taking videos and i'm like being really bold about it like we're like i went to the basement by myself mm-hmm. and uh nick's like talking to people you know in the seance room and stuff and all of a sudden you saw this better than i did this lady she was trying to so she was in the library room which is uh off the of portal the, room. Yes, which supposedly. is off of the seance room, which is essentially the dining room. And this lady comes, she's like panning the room with her cell phone, and then she just gets really frustrated. And she's like, what the heck? What the heck is going on with my phone? And I'm like, what's going on? Let me see that. And she shows me, and her phone is on the video mode, but the screen just keeps pulsating it out was of control. so crazy And looking. so I... Whip out my phone and start recording that. Yeah. So oh, I, I love uh, you for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's always on it with that stuff. So we actually have the clip. Yeah. Of this phone freaking out in the conjuring house. Yes, and actually in the waiver that we signed, it said that they're not responsible for any of the electronics of yours that might like you know act up or stop working or whatever, and. Um, it was bizarre. I've never seen a phone do that. Me it's either. totally freaks. Mm-hmm. We'll post it on our Instagram again at chillinwithcult.class. And one note about that mm-hmm. is that we've had an experience with electronics in the past. We're bringing it back to, to Penhurst. Penhurst. Yeah. So I, when we visited Penhurst, I would not get out of the car. Um, 
And so Nick and our friend went into, it was the powerhouse at the time. It they was stored the, coal there, yeah. And it was the house, it's the, not the house, but the building that generated all the power for Penhurst. Mm-hmm. And so they went in and Nick had a brand new camera mm-hmm. um, that we were using. Uh, he just got it, brand new battery. Mm-hmm. And it totally freaked, right? Yeah. Um, I opened the door with a buddy. I opened the door, he walked in, and um, I was gonna take a, a picture of him, right? And I took one picture, it flashed, and then the camera died. Yep. Completely died. Totally died. Uh, never happened before, never happened since. Nope, nope. It totally glitched out, the one photo is super creepy. It was weird, it was super, super weird. Um, and yeah, I didn't have an extra battery or anything, it was just like, you know. Oh, it's just like totally. It just hit the fritz. Yeah. So I kept on trying to like turn it on, turn it off, take out the battery, you know, everything you would do. And it was just fried. It was completely fried. Right before it fried, didn't it glitch out the screen? Well, yeah. The, yeah. Like I said, I took the picture. I couldn't even, I couldn't preview it. So it gave like some error message that That's I've never even seen before. Yep. And then um, it died. And then it just, yeah, it just went dark. Yeah, so that's our experience with electronics, apart from conjuring, but that always makes me believe more, because it's just an odd thing when electronics, and I guess if I believe in energies, I believe that energy has to draw power from somewhere. Well, that's what they say, is that's why these things happen, right? So they they pull the power from things like electronics. Right. So this lady's phone glitching out was crazy. Super. Again, we'll post the video. Um... You know, I I do think that there was an energy at that house. Uh, I definitely, if you're in the area and you're into this stuff, I encourage you to check it out. The family was really nice. Um, but I didn't feel, again, evil. Um, I was, like, really proud of myself for getting through it. We brought bought T-shirts, right? <laughs> I had to get some souvenirs. Yeah, we got T-shirts. And then you say, I survived on the back, <laughs> which is pretty cool. <laughs> And uh, our family really enjoyed it, and they were such good sports. Fun so time, cool. great time doing it with them. Um, yeah, you guys got to do it. If you, it's worth a trip, I think it's really cool. Yeah, again, if you're into it, it just historically speaking, it is a historical uh, landmark in Rhode Island now. So um, yeah, if you just type in on you know Google Maps, if you, if you want to go here, how far, how do I get to this place? Just type in the Conjuring House, and it comes up on on maps. Yes, yeah, it does. It just says the Conjuring House when you're driving <laughs> up. So, uh, really cool experience. Um, again, if it was the real Annabelle doll and Sham, another listener of ours, I know you're listening <laughs> and you know how much I don't like the Annabelle doll. Uh, if it was the real Annabelle doll or any real like haunted artifacts, I would have been way more, I would have been in the car. I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> have even come in, but, um, it's all there. It was, it was light for what it is and it was, it was fun and, uh, yes. We enjoyed it, and we got a little paranormal activity, I think, with that phone. That was brutal. That was a fun takeaway from the experience. Yeah, that was crazy. So that was our experience with the real contract. We did it. Can breathe a little easier. (laughs) And we have more coming up now that it's spring. We got a lot of fun stuff planned. So absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, is that all we have? Ah, I think that's all we have. All right. Well, thanks for chilling with us, and we'll see you next Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard. This has been a Sundown 96.6 FM production.